Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Tyler Pigott. Tyler has spent years in the marketing and communications, working with unique technologies and groups of people. He is the CEO and founder of loan for creative a digital marketing agency that improves the path to purchase and creates optimal conditions to acquire new business. Tyler is also a professional speaker and a sought after business coach working side by side with entrepreneurs, founders, leaders, helping them navigate change, sidestep obstacles, and achieve long-term stability. He has a passion for serving others and seeing their ideas gain traction and become successful. So this is going to be a great conversation today. I love hanging out with other digital marketers. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Heck yeah. No, thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I love listening to the intro that I wrote and going, huh, I hope I can back that up and I hope that people like to listen. So this will be fun. (laughs) Well, you're going to have your chance right now because what I ask everyone is who you are and what makes you so amazing. (laughs) Who I am and what makes me so amazing. One of the things I'd say that makes me a little bit unique is I really like people. I love to be around people. I love to see them thrive and see them succeed. And how can I kind of come alongside and help people get wins? And so um, translating that into running a business, translating that into building teams over the years, translating that into executing services and those types of things that does allow me to kind of, you know, jump in the shoes of that customer or of that person that I'm helping cheer for or, or helping push forward, kind of try to understand empathetically, you know, just what makes them tick and and how to help them. And so I'd say that what that is one of the things personally that makes me unique. I've also been through just a lot of different scenarios in life from, you know, being part of an entrepreneurial family and watching my dad grow a business to five, 600 employees across the West coast to living, growing up on a Christmas tree farm, to paying my way through colleges as a DJ, to working in corporate America for a while, to start my own gig. And so I've kind of gotten to pull from so many different, I guess, unique experiences. And I'd say I'm kind of the the sum of, uh, of parts of all my mistakes, if you will, <laughs> at this point. And so anyway, I love to coach people through that and, and kind of cheer for them, like I said. But yeah, that's a little bit of me and excited to jump into more of the convo here. I love it. Thank you so much. So it sounds like you're a fellow corporate refugee like I am. <laughs> refugee, yes. <laughs> I would drive 45 minutes in order to go into an office, get my work done by 1130 in the morning. And this was before we had like great internet, right? So I would just sit there and have to figure out how to look busy until five, six in the afternoon. Sure. And I wasn't a smoker, so I couldn't go hang out with the cool kids outside. So <laughs> I would just bring all kinds of materials in with me. I would like if anyone walked past my desk, right, they would see me furiously working away. I would win awards, most pro- yeah. most productive person, whatever. And like nobody knew. Oh. Nobody knew. <laughs> and it was like it was, it was crazy. It was crazy yeah. to think that, you know, and 
starting out your entrepreneurial journey. Like, you know, of course, I'm, I'm sure you had some similar fears, but I was, I was scared. Right. You know, Hmm. it's like I had been fired so many times already, you know, fired, laid off, you know, downsized, what have you, you know, you just get, you just get numb to the experience. And once you Hmm. make the decision for yourself, for your family and for who you've been called to serve to actually do something and make, you know, make it yourself and make it happen for other people. I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give this planet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. There's a lot of fear. I think for lots of people that do that, you're kind of jumping off a cliff a little bit to the unknown, especially for a lot of first timers out there. And it's, it's tough. It's, I had little kids and and a mortgage and and a family and a wife and all the stuff, you know, when I first started. And so, you know, your first uh, hurdle is like, Hey man, how do I figure out how to put food on the table and pay my bills? Who's going to support my Starbucks habit? Yeah, totally. Exactly. You and to, to that end, you do have to give up some stuff in those first, that first season, because there's a significant chance that you're having to hustle um, pretty hard. So anyway, I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but uh, no, I love it. No, it, it builds it, a lot of tenacity and perseverance for sure. It brings a lot of color to the conversation because it's really going to highlight what we're going to talk about next. So hmm. one of the big things that your agency focuses on is customer journey, right? And hmm. this is one of the subjects, especially in the digital marketing service industry that people don't talk about too much. You know, it's like you get... Uh, you know, well, plumber will basically say, well, I go and fix plumbing in people's houses or, you know, like people that go and build websites. Well, what kind of websites do I build? Do I build it for just for dentists or do I build it for anybody sure. who comes across my plate? One of the interesting things about that, and, you know, I was a, you know, I was also part of this crowd where I didn't want to niche down, right? Where mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can do anything and everything. I have a broad, I have a broad skill set. I can make it happen for just about anybody. And it took me a lot of years and a lot of, you know, people knocking, trying to knock some sense into my skull, you know, just to understand that you cannot be everything to everybody. You just become mediocre to everybody, but you don't become great Mm. to, you know, this one group. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, defining who your customer is and then how you craft Mm. that journey. What is that like in your agency? Yeah. Yeah. First off, for what we feel like we specialize in is really kind of, you know, understanding the current landscape for clients, kind of where they're at now, uncovering where they want to go, and then helping them recommendations to get there. I think, you know, from a marketing standpoint, there's very, in my opinion or observation, there's very few people that don't have something stood up, whether it's a, a landing page that they built on Squarespace or something, or it's a, they've got social media going on because they've dabbled in it, or they've got a, a friend or a son or a daughter or something that that, that works on it. So there's very few people that are starting at the very beginning of kind of like their journey. And most of the time you're not hiring an agency or bringing in an outside advisor or something like that on day one. And so you've kind of got some, I call it Frankenstein or hodgepodge together, um, activities, tactics, campaigns, things that you're working on. And so I would say like one of the things that so anyway, that's what we specialize in is we jump in and we really help uncover where you're at and help you build out and map out that customer journey. But Jeff, to answer your question, as far as kind of like figuring out who's my customer, how do I narrow that down? Who, would I, who do I serve? You know, a lot of it is looking at your current customers. Who do you serve now? Who do you like, you know, working with? Who are maybe some of the more profitable ones? You know, and then kind of dissecting that from industries and understanding, oh, we serve this industry really well. And, and then kind of so really like data collection, if you will, from previous customers, or, or even if you're just starting out previous jobs, things that you have knowledge in, things that you're passionate about is really helpful as well, because it does help you build out that message and, and keep kind of moving forward in it. But then also mixing that kind of 
data collection, analyzing, mixing that with where are the opportunities, trying to understand, you know, hey, can I, is there an opportunity to sell XYZ product or service into this industry or into this specific niche of this industry? And so kind of mixing those two is a big piece of the really the first aspect of building that customer journey, because you've got to understand, you know, where they are. You've got to understand, you know, how to go after them, you know, in some ways, what content to write, what ads to create, what creative to develop, things that are going to be applicable or appealing to that initial or, um, or to that customer that you feel like you have an expertise to sell in. So I don't know if that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, basically what we're talking about here is we're not talking about writing an autobiography of your ideal avatar. We're a good two to three pages. I would say, you know, you want to get into their wants and needs. You may want to define a little bit about what makes them interesting. What are their motivations, right? I think one Mm. of the, what motivates them to do what they do. And one of the better examples I use is doctors, you know, in this case, right? If you're trying to market to a doctor, generally, right, they've probably taken one class out of the 10 years that they've uh, studied in business and marketing, right? Everything else is, you know, human body and, you know, how they're going to attend to that. So what happens? You know, they hire that out. You know, there are whole practice management agencies that come in and just take over everything. Their job is to see 40, 50 patients a day. And yeah. And what makes them really good clients for a digital marketing agency in particular is that as long as their bank account is larger, you know, than the month before, normally they're yeah. pretty happy, right? Because they're not going right. to look at your report so much. They just want to know that things are working, right? Yeah. And yeah. But not everyone is blessed with that. Let's just call it almost recession-proof type of business. You know, a lot of us need to mm-hmm. hustle for it. We need to find new ways to, to generate leads. We need to make sure that we're serving these people to the highest level. We need to be producing great content so that it talks to them and it meets them at the point where, where they are in the decision-making process. Yeah. Let's take this a little bit deeper then. Once you've identified, you know, who the customer is, what are some of the steps you do to help your clients sort of craft that journey? And does it change a little bit per industry in your experience? Or is it more of a, here's a linear path. This is what we put the other guy on. And, you know, we want to put you on the same path as well. How does that look in your case? Yeah. I mean, I, there are nuances, I guess, you know, for different industries. And a lot of that I would say mixes with how they sell in that industry. And so we, most of our clients are kind of in that business to business, that B2B space. And so many of the B2B type relationships require you to talk to a salesperson or to talk to a sales team and to kind of talk through what you're, you know, working on. So maybe it's like enterprise sales or something like that. But if we're working with clients in that space that really have like a, almost like a touchless or a no touch type of a sales process, that's where you might differentiate a little bit with what you're trying to do. Because when you are relying on a salesperson, you're able to educate a buyer enough to get to the spot where they're wanting to talk to somebody. And then that person can kind of take it from there. But when there's no seller in the mix, you need to educate and kind of build the momentum, if you will, for that product or service without talking to an individual. And so then there's a lot more that needs to be kind of created for that. So I would say like there is some nuances for different, you know, different industries, different types of clients, different businesses, but a lot of it's similar because, you know, what you really have to start with is like building awareness and attracting your potential prospects, you know, and so going back to 
who are the people you sell to. And, you know, I'd even add, Jeff, you had a great description to those doctors, but I'd even add, you know, really honing in on what's their pain point or their problem that they're needing to solve. And that can get really hard to do. Lots of businesses have a really hard time with that. I would say even like generalized, back to your example of like doctors, well, what is it? Who do they serve? Is it literally they serve anybody under the sun that has a heartbeat? Well, that's fine, but make sure that you've got some sort of a differentiator, if you if you will, for that type of an individual. I oftentimes use the example of plumbers because everybody relates to that. You know, if your pipes leak, there's a serious problem, and that's why lots of those plumbing industries or those those vendors have like a 24 hour service because they're going to come fix your leaking pipe or or whatever that might look like. And so, like a plumber is a great example of kind of really being able to hone in on that. But the first stage really is building that awareness and kind of starting to attract those customers, which you'd kind of call that, you know, if you're looking at like funnels, oftentimes people use a funnel example, some people use a flywheel example, they're both different in some ways, but that kind of top of funnel really there's going to be a larger group of people that you're trying to attract. And that's what your main focus is initially to kind of get them into your ecosystem or your community, if you will. Those are all very good examples. I want to beat this up just a little bit more. I want to get your take on this. So plumbers, locksmiths, doctors, okay? Sure. All of these people, I don't know any of them, right? And the only time I ever have an interaction with them is when a pipe exploded, I get locked out of my house, and then it's like, now you have to build trust instantly, right? It's a totally mm-hmm. different ball game instead of, uh, uh, you know, seeking a pediatrician, right? Who maybe you're going to have a longer relationship with or your primary yeah. care physician or a gynecologist, someone who you're going to have a longer relationship with. Right. Yeah. When you're working with businesses that have that longer relationship with those, I think are a little bit more interesting because Mm -hmm. first of all, you have more time to build up that trust. You're able to put out a lot more information. I mean, frankly, if a locksmith puts out a blog, who cares? (laughs) Right. No one's going to read it. Right. Yeah. But if an OBGYN is putting out a bunch of articles on women's health and they're, you, yeah. you know, when they talk about the benefits and the drawbacks of having a midwife and, you know, all sure. that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's going to build a lot more trust. That's going to build a lot more character as to what kind of physician this person is. Can you talk yeah. a little bit more about, uh, you know, people with those longer relationships? You know, basically, you know, part of this customer journey, right, is building and nurturing that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. What are some of the steps yeah. you talk about then that uh, that go into nurturing the relationship and uh, building that up from there? Yeah, great question. I would say that what you talked about as far as like that length of relationship is like the references you made were after they've, you know, quote unquote purchased, you know, they've signed up or they've booked an appointment or something like that. It's a helpful to like look at that length of relationship and then also probably associate that with maybe the the length of time it takes, like the buying cycle, if you will, or the the time it takes from them to become aware of you, to be in me in the shopping mode, if you will, or research mode till when they might book an appointment. And so it's helpful to do that because, you know, if you go back to that locksmith example, well, probably I'm doing like a quick, maybe say Google search or a, a local search really fast because I'm needing them to help me in my house or my car or whatever. And so the buying time is really quick. And so you've got to build that trust differently than if you are trying to like maybe educate a client for how you work with your potential prospects or whatnot. And so a lot of the understanding in that is, you know, lots of different question asking for at least how we function. And most of the time we're talking to people that are either buyers and they've made that decision and kind of understanding, well, what are the things that contributed to that um, decision-making process? And so you're really trying to ramp people into making a decision. And so that can be in tons of different forms. You know, at this point, 
there's, I would say in, in our world, there's lots of different um, influencers, if you will. And so influencers on different brands. And so the brands that take a lot, a little bit of a longer purchasing time, then those brands are ones that are producing lots of content showing maybe either how their product works, the benefits of their product or service, how it works longer term. I mean, they're, they're really educating you to kind of build that trust and ramping you into making that decision. And so there's a lots of different stepping stones, if you will, to move someone from, you know, general interest all the way to when they might, you know, book an appointment or they might hit the buy button or whatever that looks like for them. So a lot of it's just really trying to get in those buyer's shoes and understanding what are the different things that are helping them along that journey. Um, and then, and it can range, it can be different for different industries, but I'd say that's your first kind of thing is to really, and honestly, the biggest benefit is to, or the uh, best way to do that is to talk to your sales team. If you have one or talk to your salespeople, because most of the time they have all of those answers, they know what the pain points are. And then you can kind of reverse engineer some of the different, you know, maybe say it's content or it's, you know, educational materials around that, but talk to a salesperson in your organization or people that have been that in the past, because they oftentimes hold a lot of the answers. Amazing. Tyler, thank you so much for breaking that down. I really appreciate it. Can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly? Sure. Yeah. Loanforcreative.com is our website. And I think it's in the lower third here of the video, which is great. So feel free to check us out there. We do create a lot of content. We do try to follow and be our own best client. And so kind of to ramp people into uh, education and those types of things. The other thing, check me out on LinkedIn. First name's Tyler, last name's Pygit. Just spell it out. I'm on LinkedIn. Try to post there on a very regular basis. Um, and that's uh, been a fun way to connect individual people too. Amazing. Tyler, thank you joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. I love nerding out on this stuff. As you <laughs> so I really appreciate you taking the time to explain these concepts to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.